What's up, podcast people? It's your boy, Benji, back with another episode of the Chainlink Podcast. It's been so long, but you know what? I gotta give a shout out to Rain over at Duel Links Radio, who's giving me like the, the, the drive to do another podcast. I've been really busy with school, with the quarantine, with work, and that was, that's why I haven't done any podcast episodes, but I just did a podcast, like a big mashup roundtable with it's me it was rain from the duel links radio podcast go check them out uh kyler from duel links uh duel links with the boys my boy green ranger from duel assessment you guys know that and he had another special guest from one of the og uh podcast Yu-Gi-Oh podcast so it was really dope just having a meeting of the minds to talk about what's been going on in duel links so today's chain link is rather small we're going to talk about uh we're going to talk about the new box, the Flames of the Heart, and we're going to talk about KC Cup, KC Grand Tournament coming up. So you guys know how chain links work. They work in reverse. So let's get to that KC, KC Grand Tournament. So I don't know what to expect going into this. It's not just labeled KC Cup. So while I do want to think that there is a stage one and stage two, we haven't been told too much about it, but... um yeah I, I don't know what to expect of it i'm thinking of it as just an, another old good old casey cup they just put a new name on it because of what's been going on um with the coronavirus if you look at Yu-Gi-Oh in its like larger form from just konami's eye like like i like view dual links is the only ongoing competitive Yu-Gi-Oh platform and the only format they don't really like check in on our format and stuff like that but like it's the only one that's actually going on that's you know that is konami sanctioned there's a lot of tournaments going on in dueling book and um ygo pro and so on and so forth i'm not going to discredit everything that's happening in the tcg and the ocg however events are not actually taking place konami sanctioned events are not taking place no one's out traveling to events and actually like playing with physical cards so dual links is what konami has been putting their eyes on and i do think that this kc grand tournament will be kind of spectacular because of that but um once again i don't know what to expect going into it um i'm gonna be playing with shirinui we're gonna be talking about why i want to go back to shirinui in a little bit but i do want to go into this with a competitive deck that i've already tried that's tried and true for my me um that I know how to work around things currently popping up in the meta and so on and so forth. So I do think that this event is going to be interesting. I do think that this event is going to yield a lot of people playing it, especially because we're all at home unless you're a essential worker or you know you have like at home work or at home school and stuff like that. Maybe you don't have the time for this, but everybody else pretty much has the time for it at this point. So who knows? I am a little looking a little bit forward to it more than I am looking at more than I look at Casey Cups simply because I, I've said it a billion times I really don't take Casey Cups that serious but I do think that this event might bring a lot of gems we just got a mini box so maybe there's gonna be a lot of high, uh, a lot of decks highlighted from the mini box being played in this event so a lot of people want to test out new cards new um, decks and so on and so forth and that leaves a lot of room for experimentation in the meta and that's something i always like to see so um yeah i think that's it for casey cup it's um casey grand tournament until we know more about it 
I really can't report on it because <laughs> I don't know what's going to be happening with that. But I do want to say that if you have been playing the TCG and now you have nothing to do and you've been playing Duel Links, this is the perfect time to find out all of the meta decks and see what you really, really like to, what you would really, really like to invest in. Now that, let's segue into the Flames of the Heart mini box that just popped up. It is bonkers because of the things I've been talking about, the things I've seen other people talk about, just I've said it a bunch of times, a lot of decks, a lot of cards coming are coming into Duel Links from TCG that are like not built for Duel Links. What I mean by that is like we've gotten archetypes like Orcas, we've gotten archetypes like like archetypes that have other summoning mechanics that actually make them very, very competitive and then you toss them into Duel Links and they don't really work the same way, so we have to find out, as a community, how to make them work. Now, I've said that my Akashi needed to come to Duel Links since they come out in the TCG because they didn't do anything, and maybe this is the platform that they needed to actually become some type of competitive, and I'm feeling like they got some fire there. Like, I really do think that there is some hidden gems within the Mayakashi deck. I've seen some people pop off with it. I've tried it myself. It is pretty... I'm going to go in a little bit more into that. But I want to talk starting off with Gokis. Gokis are in this box. And it's a little interesting since everything else is kind of like zombie-ish. Like, they got Mayakashi's a Shiranui support in here. Because Mayakashi and Shiranui apparently have some type of storyline that cross... And then there's like evil swords in here as well. And then Gokis are the rest of the box. And Gokis are interesting because they're a link deck. Now you're taking a deck whose primary summoning condition is not in the game and will not be in the game for a very long time. And you're putting them in a different light. Once again, Duel Links is also a battle centric format. Whereas the TCG, you want to set up negates, you want to set up interruptions, and so on and so forth. And Goki gave you a lot of um, resource management because whenever Gokis get sent to the, from the field to the graveyard, they get to add a Goki card from the deck to the hand. So you can add things like, uh, I forget what the, the Goki card lets you special summon Gokis from the graveyard, but um, you, that was supposed to work with Gokis being sent to the graveyard off of Link summons and then they get summon themselves and yada, yada, yada. It sold combos. If you've played the TCD, you know how terrifying the Gokis were. However, the Gokis weren't being used for combat. And even when you played pure Gokis, yeah, you used a couple Goki effects here and there, but you were mostly relying on the Goki Link Monsters effects. Now we have the Gokis without all the crazy comboing, without the Link Monsters, so now we get to highlight a lot of the Goki effects. And honestly, as far as the Goki deck goes, I think that Twist Cobra and Suprex are pretty much all you need, but then it comes into this um, this dilemma where it's like Twist Cobra can um, target a Goki and like tribute it so that another Goki on the field can gain I think half the attack points, and it's a quick effect, so it's pretty good. It's a really good card. I, I, I honestly I feel like Twist Cobra is the shining beacon of the Goki deck. However. It's just Goki Beatdown with back row, and you could be playing any other deck that can utilize the same back row 
a little bit more effectively. Um, shout out to my boy L Games, but he has told me that he hit King of Games on on he's hit King of Games over on Twitter. He put it up that he hit King of Games with Gokis. He loves running Silent Swordsman, and he ran a Silent Swordsman Goki deck, and I you know chopped it up with them in a DM, and he told me that the deck is really strong, and I I believe him. The deck is really dope. It can utilize cards like Share the Pain to get rid of uh, problematic cards on your opponent's side while also searching your deck due to the Goki monster's effects. Econ also triggers it off, um, just getting really swole and attacking over things and then um, Swordsman providing you a negate and also floating into a really, really big monster. It's just good. I can see the, the I can see the highlights of like the potential strength of the Goki deck. I just don't feel like they're being utilized to their fullest potential without the summoning mechanic that they need. Um, so they're a little interesting there. They're like hit or miss with me. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to try out Gokis myself, but I'll be prepared for them if I have to face them in the ladder. The rest of the box, interestingly enough, is all zombie. Straight up all zombie. Like, yeah, we can talk about evil stars, but evil stars without uh, Xyz summoning, it's just not worth it. So I'm not even going to mention it. But the Mayakashis in this box are so, so interesting. Simply because um, Mayakashi is a synchro deck. They lock you into Mayakashi like summon. So you have to climb up. You can climb up in the synchro chain, the synchro ladder, all the way up to Yoko the Graceful Mayakashi, which is their level 9 synchro. You can do this easily because Daki, their tuner, special summons herself in the graveyard whenever a zombie synchro i believe it's a zombie synchro or a i mean let me uh verify that right now whenever a mayakashi monster is special summon for, to your field from the extra deck so it's a mayakashi monster it special summons itself back that's allowing you to synchro and synchro and synchro and synchro now they don't have their level 11 synchro which is really good but they don't have it because the level 11 special summon from the graveyard effect happens off of the destruction of a Mayakashi Link monster and it's in its text so we can't really have it. So the Mayakashis are interesting because as you Link climb they're just essentially vanilla synchros but as they get destroyed they start to special summon themselves from the graveyard and then their effects start to pop off milling your opponent you're milling the decks for three um not being destroyed by battle we got uh back row destruction, non-targeting monster destruction in Yoko, and that happens whenever the next synchro, the synchro above it, the, two, the synchro that's two levels above it, this gets destroyed and sent to the graveyard. Then, you know, for example, if the level nine, if Yoko gets destroyed and sent to the graveyard, the level seven comes out. Level seven destroyed, level five comes out. Level five destroyed, level three comes out. So, and so on and so forth. Well, that's the, where it ends there, but it's interesting because they essentially play out of the graveyard and uh, they you burn out your extra deck essentially on the first turn. They don't have that big of a power outage in terms of like attack points, which is interesting to say because like we're looking at a monster with 2,900 attack points and we're like, yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> but um, in terms of effects, you can pop all those off in the graveyard and they're actually really really strong and because Daki has zero attack and is a, I mean zero defense and is a zombie you can toss in Shirinui Solitaire and pop Solitaire to get Daki out of the deck 
and uh, there's a level one Yuki, Yuki, uh, Yuki Musume, I believe. I, I'm probably butchering that like crazy, but um, it's a level one that special summons itself if there's a Mayakashi monster on the field. So technically, Musume plus uh, Daki or Solitaire is full combo to go all the way off in the deck. And what I've seen. The, the fire I've seen in Mayakashi that I was talking about earlier is people running the like nine tailed fox or like six tailed fox or something like that. It's a card that was a bastion drop during his event, the Inglorious Bastion event, that can special summon itself in the graveyard by tributing, tributing two zombies on the field. You can special summon it from the graveyard, and when it gets destroyed and sent to the graveyard, you special, you, um, special summon two zombie tokens, I think it is. I believe that's the full effect. It's a level six. And since you're running Serenui Solitaire and UK Musume can send a zombie from the deck to the graveyard, you can send this straight to the graveyard. You can also run a copy of Spectra Sword and two extra deck Shiranui cards. You can run the level 8, which is Samurai Saga, and the level 10, which is Sun Saga. Samurai Saga gives you a, a form of power since it's 3,000 attack and also can get even bigger than that. And it can be summoned off Special Sword plus the level 6 uh, in the graveyard being banished. When it's destroyed, it can put something back in the graveyard, namely the level uh, Spectra Sword, so that you can make the level 10 Sun Saga. Sun Saga will reset your entire extra deck and pop all the things on the field. Now, it doesn't have crazy protection because it doesn't have many Shirinui monsters in the graveyard to banish. However, you can make your entire board again not many decks get to reset themselves like um shirinoi plus mayakashi can and this is super good super good um i really like it i'm actually gonna try it out i just don't have the um the mayakashi return i have one copy of mayakashi return i'm working on getting my second one right now which is the rota for the deck it either puts a monster in the graveyard or adds it to your hand i believe it's just monster if it's oh it's mayakashi card that's even better meaning that you can send mayakashi winter straight from the deck to the graveyard and then banish to special summon a mayakashi oh that's so good that is i didn't even read that that's so good um the next thing i want to talk about is the random shirinui support not super random it's just not the cards i would have hoped for so we got ghost meets girl a shirinui story which is not an old card it's actually pretty recent i believe it came out like last year or when, around the time where mayakashi's came out and if you read the effect you understand how strong this card can be if your opponent controls a monster, discard one zombie monster, special summon one Shirinui monster with a different name from your deck or graveyard. You also cannot sum special summon monsters except zombie monsters for the rest of the turn after you after this card resolves. You can only activate one per turn. Now there is some restrictions on summoning this. Your opponent has to control a monster. You have to have a zombie monster you can discard and a uh, Shirinui monster in your deck or in the graveyard. That's not really that much of a restriction, the deck of the graveyard Shirinui, because you're probably going to have one in one of the places. There's no way that you have all your Shirinui banished, and if you did, you're probably losing anyway. So, mm, I don't know how to help you there, 
but it does not restrict you on what you're summoning from the graveyard. It's not just a Shirinui effect monster. You can special summon the Synchros back from the graveyard, which is really good, considering that the level 8 Samurai Saga and the level 10 Sun Saga, they get their effects whenever they're special summoned. They can only be special summoned once per turn, however, they get their effects when they're special summon, not synchro summon. Meaning, if you're late, in late game, you got here level 10 in the graveyard, you can discard a, a, a zombie, special summon the level 10, shuffle back all your synchros, and continue to play, which is actually really strong. But a lot of people have said that this card is not really that great because it doesn't really help you get to your board. Well, if you can discard a zombie and special summon from the deck, this card makes running one copy of Shirinui Samurai, I believe it is, so good because it's most likely going to be in the deck. You put a zombie in the graveyard so that Samurai hits the field and immediately has non-targeting banishing live and ready. And then you can just make your plays after that if you have Shirinui cards in your hand. You can Synchro, you can know some Squires, and Squire is a one card level six Synchro. It can now be a one card, well, two card with Ghost Meets Girl, well, two and a half cards, you need this card. Um, level 10 Synchro with three, four materials in the graveyard. That is not bad. That is not bad at all. I really do like Ghost Meets Girl. Also, it is a quick play, meaning if your opponent destroys your monster, you can have this set face down. If your opponent destroys your synchro, as long as you have a zombie monster in your hand, you can send it to the graveyard and bring it back. Like I said with the level 10, it is one special summon. Like I said with the level 8, it is one special summon. You can bring it back. That is really really good i really really like this card actually the one copy i own of this card is a prismatic so i'm so happy that i got it as a prismatic but i do need maybe just one more copy of this card um the disappointing side of things we got what is this shirinui style solemnity this card is not that good like i looked looked it over and i'm like oh you know i'll splash it into my shirinui deck i actually have two copies of this one so this card's name becomes shirinui style synthesis while on, in the spell and trap card zone that is the best part of this card the second best card is its second effect target one zombie type monster you control banish it and you can send one zombie type monster with zero defense from your deck to the graveyard that is the second best now why is that the second best if you go you know first turn you summon squire and you make uh i forget that one i think i got the wrong uh, i think uh not samurai saga i forget which one sword saga i believe it is or something like that um you get the level six out it hits the field it does nothing it goes to the graveyard or let's say it just stays on the field your opponent doesn't do anything with it you can play shirinui style solemnity banish the level six send solitaire from the deck to the graveyard now using sword uh spectral sword and solitaire make another level six from your extra deck namely you know one of the ones that's supposed to be someone with plates better zombie and then using solitaire's effect now that you have a card that is shirinui style synthesis while on the field solitaire's effect of special summoning two banished monsters is live special summoning the tuner and special summoning the level six synchro you banished already that is the best part of this card giving you more field presence that is it like the first effect banish one zombie type monster from your graveyard the normal special summon of zombie type monsters cannot be negated for the rest of the turn we're not really negating monster summons 
in the game yet. Like, the only card that really does that, that's seen some type of play, is Void Trap Hole. This does not prevent you from being targeted or um, not affected by traps or something like that. So it can be effective against Kanadia or Floodgate Trap Hole, which are seen a little bit more prevalent than the others. Or something like Phoenix Chain or something like that. It doesn't do that. It doesn't do that at all. It just protects you from Void Trap Hole, which is garbage. Like, not saying Void Trap Hole is garbage. I'm saying the protection from one specific trap because we don't have many other ways of having our summons negated is trash so i don't really warrant running i don't see like what warrants running shooting you south solemnity but like i do see ghost meets girl being a really good card in shiranui shiranui just staying prevalent on the tier list in some way shape or form you can hit skills you can hit um you can hit the cards, but it doesn't matter. The card, the deck itself runs like a well-oiled engine. And the only way you can hinder that is putting both Squire and Spectre Sword to two. And that will destroy the deck like crazy. Um, so aside from those two archetypes, the only two, um, the only like standout cards, I remember saying on Twitter is only two good cards. The next standout card to me is Gizmek Yada, the Gleaming Vanguard. Mostly because this is a very, very recent card, but I, it is very good in one specific deck, a deck that's currently tier one, and that is Christians. This card is fantastic in Christians, considering how much they can do with one normal summon of scrap recycling. This card says you can, uh, this monster can be special summoned from your hand by attributing one normal summoned monster. In addition, wait, let me read the actual card. You can special summon this card by attributing one normal summoned monster. You can only activate one. You can only use each one of Gizmic Yada's effect once per turn. During your main phase, this card is normal. A special summon, you can immediately after this effect resolves, normal summon one monster. And if you do, you cannot special summon monsters for the rest of the turn, except monsters with the same original type as that monster. And if this card is tributed, you can gain two, uh, 2,050 life points. This card is a level 5 machine. You normal summon Scrap Recycler and send, what is it, Christian, uh, Christian Sulfonir to the graveyard. If you're playing Heavy Starter, you can even start with this, which is crazy, it's a great card. Then you can tribute off the Scrap Recycler for Gizmic Yada, level five on the field, and now use Sulfonir to send something from your hand to special summon Sulfonir and pop it to get another card and you also get a normal summon off of Gizmek Yada. You can put two tuners on the board or you can put you can make a synchro and put another tuner next to it to make another synchro on your opponent's turn since you're locked into special summoning only um, machines but your whole deck is essentially machine. This is such a good card, dude. This is such a good card. It's a level five. If it's tributed, you gain a ton of life points. It is not bad at all. I love this card, especially in Christians. When I get my copy, I'm gonna, you know, try to put it in Christians, and I'll probably have that as a backup deck since I have the whole deck completed essentially. So I'll see how that goes. But aside from those, there's some cards that are in here that might see play in the future like tattoo necro or uh, beast of the pharaoh beast of the pharaoh and tattoo necro together both being level threes if you can special summon like a, if they had a level six zombie type monster that didn't matter how it summoned that's like worth it beast of the pharaoh would then come back 
Oh no, it'll be banished. Oh no. Forget it, those cards kinda suck. <laughs> yeah, Lord Gaia, the Fierce Knight, just completely out of place in this box. It's just, I don't, man, come on, dog. Like, this box is interesting. If it comes from, you know, if you're asking if I, uh, should you invest in it? I'd say no. Just because from a gem standpoint, these archetypes are probably gonna like fade into the distance and the only really card only cards you really want to search for are very few in between so you're gonna be spending a lot of gems just trying to get um, a couple of cards like one or two cards in multiple so you're gonna end up buying the whole box essentially just to try to get a card that's not really that good of an investment in terms of long term I still kind of say no because once again you're only investing in the long term for two cards um, Mayakashi not getting any more than this probably gonna get like one extra card not really that not really improving it that crazy or um, Gogi's gonna need a whole new summoning mechanic in order to make them any type of different in the future uh, as far as warrior support we might get warrior support in the future but I really don't feel like it's gonna lean the way of you need Gokis in order to make it work I feel like it's more like it's generic water um warrior support you can use any warrior shoot bring back noble knights if you needed to to make it work so I really do feel like this box is a skip and it's hard for me to say a box being a skip because I love investing in new cards but it's not worth it gem wise to like go into this box that being said that's it for this uh this episode i'm gonna try to get a little bit more content there's a lot of stuff coming up uh, i skipped a lot of events i know i missed a lot um if you know me i don't really farm events especially when it's giving you cards that you're not going to utilize at all like gold the woo lord of the uh, like woo general or whatever from the dark lords the for the dark world not really that great um just we haven't been getting a lot of cards in, from events that are actually useful currently. A lot of them are going to have to utilize you now exceed summoning or something else coming in the future. So, sure, you know, maybe when I get a good event, when we get a good event, I'll like talk about another event. But as far as that, I do have a couple things that I want to talk about, namely a couple of archetypes I think in the TCG that uh, exists in the TCG that could come to Duel Links and content like that. Maybe since I just had got off a podcast with all of the other Duel Links podcasts, it'd be really, really fun to get one of them onto my podcast and we could talk to them too. So that being said, it's a wrap. This chain has been resolved. Peace.